Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. All right, Shaleen, I'm so happy to have you back on the show. Thanks for being here. It's been a couple of years. I'm so excited to have you back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And thanks for having me speak to your audience in the past. That was really fun too. You were my favorite speaker. I actually recorded an entire podcast downloading our experience, mine and my team's experience working with you at that event because it was a masterclass in just everything. I mean, we've worked with a good handful of speakers and, you know, it's different. It's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sweet way to put it. Yeah, it is interesting. Boy, boy, it is so true. And your staff sometimes gets a completely different experience than you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like as if there is no communication between you and your team, right? (laughs) Like Like, like they're not going to tell me that you are just an absolute nightmare diva. It's amazing. So much has happened since the last time you came on the show. Both of your children got married. Yes. yes. I think you guys, you were traveling for like six months, right? Like six months? Nine months. Yeah. Nine months we traveled. Yeah. You've had like so many life transitions and obviously still killing it in business, but you're one of the people I look up to so much. I know I've shared this with you before and it's the values of prioritizing family your marriage, the fact that your adult children want to come back and spend time with you, even Brock working with you, right? These are the things that we don't see in this world that we live in anymore that are really everything. And, And you figured out how to do that and also continue to like grow your companies and do all the things that you do online and, you know, build your businesses and all of that. But you've done better at keeping what's first first. Oh, thanks. That's a real compliment. Yeah, I um, that is the most important thing. I was coaching somebody this morning who I thought, oh man, I, I know what it's like to be her. I was her. And she is, uh, when she started, she had maybe 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And her goal was, you know, like, I got to get more, I got to get more. And now she's over a million subscribers on YouTube. She's built a team, really proud of all the things that she's done. And her message to me was like, who do I need to hire next? Because I mean, the growth is slowing down. I need to get bigger. I need to get, do more. I need to do all these things. And so-and-so is doing such and such. And I said to her, and this might sound counterintuitive, I said, don't worry about growing your business. Girlfriend, grow your marriage, grow your family, grow your communication there, because all that shit is not going to make you happy. And I hear what you're doing. You're getting caught up in that. Like it's now, and it's really hard, I think, especially for women. Because we have these messages and everybody's success is in our face all the time on social media. So we're constantly thinking about what we are not and how much lack there is. And and we feel the powerful pull of our potential. And at the same time, we have, I think, personally, a natural propensity to want to care and to nurture. And if you ask just about any woman who's married and has kids, what's most important to you? She's going to say family. She's not going to say my bank account. She's going to say family. But what's the thing that makes us feel valuable sometimes is work. It's easy because I could get real caught up in that trap too. And I was once really caught up in that trap. 
and nearly ex- imploded my marriage. And so I feel that pull all the time. Oh gosh, we got to do more. And then I'm like, no, I really read a marriage book. It can be an end. And I think it's just, I, I think it's recognizing that like you can be in pursuit of your full potential. I would like to think I am in pursuit of my full potential. I think a lot of my clients are as well, but I think there are not enough. I see too many examples. And this is one of the reasons why I was really excited to have this conversation on the show, because I think you've really nailed vitality and balancing the actual priorities of life while building your brands and growing your companies. I really want to dig into that today. And I've learned so much from you, but I see a lot of women in particular that they hit seven figures. And then next thing you know, you see them announcing they're getting a divorce. And I see so many entrepreneurs that push themselves to the point of either losing their marriage, their health breaks down to the point that they can no longer function in the business, and their children aren't speaking to them because they've lost their entire connection with everything that matters. And I say this to people all the time, like, it's not worth it. And you can still continue to build. You can still continue to grow. But I think it's exiting that comparison game of the mirages and the mirrors and the projections online because no one's doing as well as you think. And usually you don't want to trade straws with anybody else anyway. It's like you got to run your own race. Yeah. You know? And I think one of the most important things people can do is take some time to put their true priorities in writing. Like we have, we keep them running around our head. We're like, why would I need to put it in writing? I know like family comes first, but what does that mean? And when when the opportunity is presented to you, like literally creating boundaries and rules and guidelines for you, even if you're not married, like you still have, or not in a relationship or you don't have children. As a entrepreneur, you have to know what your values are and your priorities and in what order they come in. And what does that mean? Specifically, how do you honor that as a priority? And what does that look like? And what possible things could come your way? And how would you handle it? It's so much easier to decide before it's really presented to you. Because when an opportunity is presented to you, it's so easy to rationalize it. Like, oh, well, we'll just do this one thing because ultimately this is going to make us more money. Then I'll be able to spend more time with the kids. Or we're just going to push through till this because this opportunity may never happen again. And that's why I think it's intoxicating when it's real. But it's much easier to make a decision when you're thinking hypothetically, if this were to happen, what would I do? Absolutely. I feel like your experience in business is like, obviously you've built, you've sold, you've, you've started, you've created, you've done so many different things over the course of your career. But you said like, even with like going all in on business, there was a point where your marriage wasn't at the forefront. And like now what I love about your content is I love how you are bringing like the story of your marriage. I have goosebumps. I feel like you're one of the only people online that's really bringing the story of your marriage to the forefront. And it's like, it's, the reminder that I feel like everyone really needs right now. Like, why are you even in pursuit of success if when you get to that finish line, the person that you love the most that you chose to spend your life with, you and that person are barely speaking to each other, your roommates, because you lost everything that was there. So for you, can you talk a little bit about like that journey? And then like, obviously you guys are on this like amazing empty nester, like resurgence. He had left me a card because he knew I was doing the podcast this afternoon. It says, nobody has what we have. And um, he, it's just a card he gave me for, it, it's nothing special today. It has like two hummingbirds on it, which is always like our symbol for each other. And the first thing he wrote at the top was, nobody will ever understand our love. And to be honest, I really don't care. Let people guess. 
the life we've built. I love our passion, our purpose, and everything you do to help your tribe. If you only did that, it's such an amazing thing. It's such an amazing service. So what I can describe to you is a little bit of luck, a lot of selflessness by two people. Because when you've been together as long as we have, which is you know three decades, I really liked him when we first got married and I loved him, but I would never be married to that person today. And he wouldn't be married to that person to really grow. And I think when I say lucky, I'm lucky that we both are equally matched in our determination to be better for each other. And I think in a lot of relationships, like one person's really determined, the other person hasn't worked through their childhood stuff and isn't willing to. They're afraid to. And I think that's what it all boils down to. So if you can just somehow, some way convince your partner and you yourself to work through your early childhood stuff, you just become a much better adult. You got to go through the hard stuff for the, the relationship keeps getting better and better and better. It does. It's not a cliche, but it requires making it the number one priority without exception. Yeah. I love that. Like more of that. We just need more of that. I encourage everyone that's listening to the show, like go follow and watch Shaleen's stories every day. And it will remind you to make it a priority. Again, our society does not want this right now. Let me be very, very clear. Our society does not want this. So unless you decide that you're going to put pillars around you that remind you of the sanctity of marriage and why you chose this person and that Yes, you have to give up. It has to be 100, 100. It's not 50, 50. It's 100, 100. And it can be the most beautiful thing. And I think also to your point that at any point you can decide that you are going to make this a priority again. Because I think for a lot of people in their younger years, they're prioritizing their career. They're trying to build a life for themselves. Then they have children. Then that becomes the priority. And the marriage kind of starts like whittling down the priority list. And unless you make a definitive decision that you're like, okay, I'm bouncing it back up to where it belongs on the list. Yeah. Who's going to come to you and tell you to do that? Right? Yeah, it's interesting. And there are different seasons. So depending on the person who's listening or watching, if you're in a season when your children are small or you're just starting to grow your business and beginning down that entrepreneurial journey, it is intense and it's hard. And just to be completely honest, we did not have this marriage then. I thought we did, but we hadn't gone through enough pain to truly be vulnerable and honest on a really, really deep connected level. And so if you're in a relationship, it's going to experience implosions. It just will, little mini ones. And just remember, each one of them is an opportunity to make a stronger relationship. But you have to put your ego aside and you have to remember what's important. And the addiction to work is one that is socially acceptable and commended and glorified on social media. But it has just as many damaging ramifications as, as gambling or porn or drugs. It's going to ruin just as many marriages. It's going to destroy people's mental health, physical health, their relationships. That is why I wanted to have this conversation with you today. It's why I'm bringing people on now. I'm booking guests to have this conversation because my show is very like hardcore business and people don't realize like behind the scenes, like, I've put so many parameters around what I'm not willing to do. And it's why you don't see me at industry events. You don't see me in the celeb photo. You know, there's so many things that I'm like, nope, because my family is my priority and it's not for my ego. I'm going to build the thing. And to your point, it's like, yes, this is a socially acceptable 
mechanism that people use for like unhealed things. And we've all done it. Hey, when I was younger, when when I came from a, a family where I grew up just above the poverty line, I was on the free lunch program. You better believe in my 20s. I was a lunatic. I was a literal <laughs> lunatic. All I cared about was never falling in that trap again. Yeah. So I did work and it probably was a bit of an addiction because I wanted to break out of that. But then I graduated in maturity and I grew as a person and I got a foundation and was like, okay, let's put things back in order again here. Like, you know what I mean? I want to share a question that I often get asked because of the story you just shared. I will have people say, well, but if I hear the same message from very successful people like yourself or Kelly Roach and then therefore what I'm hearing is I'm going to have to do that in the beginning. Everybody has to do that in the beginning. And is that true? And the answer is it is only true if that's the only way you know. If you are smart about entrepreneurship, and I have so many students, including my own kids, who have learned to do this the right way. I call it entrepreneurship, like old school entrepreneurship, like what my dad did, what I learned from him, like do it yourself, you know, grind. And then there's entrepreneurship 2.0, which is truly, and the the 2.0 entrepreneur understands like, I really want freedom. What I want is my time. I couldn't agree more. Let's talk about that a little bit because I think one of the things also that is, I would think it would be like one of the things when you look back on your life, to me, it's something that is a big reason why I look up to you is that you seem to have a very close relationship with your adult children to the point that you and Brock work together. That's a very rare thing, right? There are people that pass down family businesses that people join the family business because it's like the only thing going on and whatever. But for most entrepreneurs, like their kids would never like want to work with them because they see what their parents, the way their parents are working. And they're like, no, thank you. Don't want to be a part of that life. So talk to me a little bit because I'm sure there's like so much intent that has gone into the way that you build those relationships with them, the way that you parent, what that looks like now. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. I'm going to start first with just like the parenting piece. When they were little, I read every parenting book I could. I read far more parenting books and listened to more parenting podcasts than I did business books. And I tried to do the things that really worked well that my parents did, but then, you know, to learn from the mistakes that they made and, and just really celebrate them, let them be who they wanted to be help them to know they were capable and I wasn't going to do it for them. I didn't want to tell them you can do anything. I wanted them to experience that. So even though we were in a financial situation where we could buy them the nicest car they wanted for their birthdays or for their 16th birthday, we knew from the time they were about five, once they could understand the concept that they would, this is really exciting. You're going to be able to pick out any car you want and buy it yourself. So I would help them to understand like when they would do little things like lemonade stands, or their little businesses. They, I can't even call them businesses. They would come up with like a little idea to make money for a week and then drop it, you know, because kids shouldn't be running businesses anyways. But like, I wanted to show them like little things that they could do that when you do things for others in, or you solve problems or you have something to offer, you can also profit and let them from the time they're five years old till 16, see that th- what this money was. Okay. Now you've got $300. Do you realize you're a seven-year-old and you could buy this kind of a car? You know what I mean? And it got them excited about it. And the reason why I did that is because that's what my parents did with me. They couldn't afford to buy me a car, but here I am 54 years old and I'm still bragging about the fact that I bought my first car my, all myself, you know, and evidence. So we gave them lots of evidence. We'll show you how, but you can do this. Parents today 
they are afraid to let their kids fail. They feel like their kids need to be the best at everything and they don't. They specialize them in a sport like it's a professional job. They put so much pressure on them. The teenage suicide rate and the anxiety and depression in kids today is so high because there is so much pressure. So when they were young, those were kind of some of the perspectives we had. We also put limits on our business. We did things very differently when they were younger. We stopped business at 3 p.m. And then once they were in high school, then, then the hours went to like five. But we just had boundaries. When you work with your partner and you have so many different businesses, you can very easy to talk about business until 10 o'clock at night. And we just didn't want that environment to be what they experienced. So today has been really fun. I don't just work with him. It was his idea to start the Insta Club Hub, which is our Instagram coaching program. But I had the infrastructure. I already had like the team in place. So we kind of, together, we became partners. I, he's the Instagram guru. He brought that to the table. He has a huge following on Instagram. So you know, we, I brought a little bit of sweat equity. He brought his expertise equity. And eventually it transitioned to now he's the CEO of Insta Club Hub and an incredible leader, the kind of leader that like, I wish I could have been like just so efficient. That's awesome. That's so cool. I love that. And I love that you mentioned about like, it's such a little thing, but like finishing at three o'clock when the kids are little and, you know, it's such basic stuff, but let's be honest. I think that entrepreneurs in this environment today have a really hard time putting those boundaries because they feel like they're going to fall behind or they feel like they're not, you know, doing enough or there's a whole societal element to what's going on. And I think one of my commitments as an entrepreneur now is to bring these dialogues to the forefront because I think that we've just gotten off track. Yeah. And as much as I love business so much and I feel like it's the calling of my life and it's all I want to do until I'm 80 years old, the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is our families and our faith, Yeah, right? And having enough mental and physical wellness to be able to make it to that point, which is another thing that I want to talk to you about today. I think one of the things that you have mastered, which I would love for you to share a little bit on, is like work-life integration, right? Because you are running multiple companies and you're building and you're present on social media and you're podcasting and you're YouTubing and you're doing all the things. But it's very clear that there's like a work-life integration that's happened for you. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, I don't know how much of it is strategic other than my schedule is very strategic. And how much I prioritize family and time with my husband, time in general, even time so I can spend it with my friends. Like I, at least four or five times a week, I'm, I spend quality time with one of my friends. And the only way that happens is if I'm very rigid with my schedule. And I also have to be rigid with my personal boundaries, boundaries with staff. It's easier to do business. It's easier. So, and we all want to do, even though it's hard, it's easier to grow your business than it is to grow yourself. For me, it's just like consciously being aware of what matters. And I'm always asking myself, I make decisions based on one simple question, and that is, will it bring me peace? And if the answer is no, now if it's neutral, all right, then I can consider it. But if it's going to disrupt my peace, then the answer is no. The timeline of like actually living your life keeps getting pushed back and back and back and back and then the day never comes. And then unfortunately, and this is where I want to go next, unfortunately, what I see a lot in the entrepreneurial space is 
people's health deteriorating to a point where they gave it all in pursuit of the business and then the health comes in and then they lose what was happening in the business, but they've also then lost a lot of what matters. And now when you lose your health, you lose your wealth, everything is gone. So you do so much on the health front. I mean, the amount of information that you are putting out and the amount that you are sharing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I like, I don't know where to start. I'm like, oh my God, I have so much to work on. What do I do? So we have a lot of women in this audience that are 40 to 55 years old. Okay. That is a lot of who is listening to this show right now, women that are 40 to 55 years old. And so they're going through a lot of changes right now. They're dealing with a lot of the things that you have been teaching on, that you have been talking about. And I feel like up until probably the last five years, a lot of women were still trying to get information and deal with midlife changes in a more traditional way with the traditional medical system and getting screwed and getting wrong information and not learning you know, a lot of the things. So there's no way what you cover on the show, I'm going to send everybody over to your YouTube to just they can binge and go crazy and go through all your stuff. But like, if you were to break down like a couple of the things, like knowing that this is the group we're talking to, knowing that these are high-performing entrepreneurs, they're exerting a lot of energy. Yeah. They have young children. Most of them are married. Now they're dealing with midlife changes. Like if you could break out a couple of things that you would say, listen. Yeah. I would say, uh, well, first of all, we're talking about that perimenopausal stage, which is anywhere from seven to 10 years before you lose your cycle, right? So probably most of the women we're talking to are perimenopausal. And some women start to experience perimenopausal symptoms as early as mid-30s. And they often don't realize what's happening. It is the most roller coaster, out of control ride that you will ever go on. And you're going to think it's you. You're going to think, why am I unhappy? You're going to think it's your husband. You're going to think it's your business. You're going to think it's your weight. You're going to think it's all these things. Our sex hormones start to diminish and they don't do so in a nice, slow, gradual manner. So you have all these crazy symptoms that most of us just go, go, go. So we're not even aware. And they're, because they're not consistent, we just think we're having a bad week or a bad day or a bad month. And I'm here to tell you that perimenopause is rough. However, the most recent research as of 2023, we've debunked the myths about hormone replacement therapy who start testing to understand like what's going on with their hormones at an earlier age now transition so much smoother without the insane weight gain and all the horrible symptoms that our mothers had us paranoid to experience. So the number one thing I would say, the first and foremost, I would say your GP is not going to know anything about this. Most, most, I know there's exceptions. You need to go to typically a naturopath or a doctor who specifically treats women's hormones. Sometimes a longevity doctor can do this for you, but they're often, unfortunately, and this is the other rub, rarely covered by insurance. But if we think about all the other things that we spend money on, like there's nothing more important than your health. And you can just minimize the craziness and all the weird symptoms and the weight gain and the hair loss and the low libido and all the things that we've been taught. Oh, this is normal. It's not yeah. actually. Right. It's normal if you're not right. if you're if you don't have the support that you need. And there are natural alternatives too. I know some women, again, there's a lot of misconceptions around hormone replacement therapy. People are like, oh, I'm I'm not a candidate because of breast cancer. 
do your research. There are forms of estrogen that you can do, topical forms. You can talk to someone who's actually up to date on their research and then make an informed decision. I mean, it's okay if you want to go a natural route. There's lots of herbs and natural ways to balance your hormones, but it's really, really important. I mean, everything is so much easier. You won't be a crazy person. You feel like a crazy person. For sure. For sure. And I mean, just going back to what you said for a second is like, working with a naturopath or someone that specializes in hormones. And that's the thing is like, that's why I want to invite people to go over to your channels and to start going through the content of, because you really share the whole journey and you share what's worked, what hasn't worked, like lessons learned, all the setbacks. The thing, it's like a rabbit hole that you don't need to go down if you kind of can understand just the initial kind of first couple things. And then of course, you're going to have to follow your path. You may have to try some different things to figure out what works for you. But even just starting with that, that's what I mean about like, I don't even think I heard the term perimenopause until like a couple years ago, because I don't think anyone was really in the public sphere to your point. I don't think people were really talking about it. I think that it was like, oh, you're premenopausal. You're going to go through that. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, nothing you can do about it. Like, good luck. Yeah. I don't think menopause is scary. I think perimenopause is scary. <laughs> I mean, it really is because it's just, there's so little that's taught about it. And and we have been told that like, you just wait until you start having hot flashes and you know you're in menopause. I would also say that, especially for the entrepreneurial woman that is listening, image is hard, right? Like so much of, especially today, we feel like, oh gosh, I've got to look a certain way to show up online. I've got to look a certain way for my branding, et cetera, uh, to impress my clients, whatever it is. And it's an extra added pressure. It's a stress that we don't realize the toll that it takes on our adrenals. And as, as we start to produce less estrogen, which happens as we age, right? Even in your thirties, as we start to produce less estrogen, less of our sex hormones, progesterone, testosterone, the body still needs to function. So the adrenals take over. And we're also super stressed out and overwhelmed because we're an entrepreneur and we're the mom and the sister and the caretaker. And we're part of this you know, sandwich generation that that's why so many women in this category, their adrenals are fried, fried. And they wonder why they can't sleep and they wonder why they're tired and wired. Like I can't rest, I can't sleep, but I can't, but I'm also so tired and I'm exhausted and I'm, I just want to throw in the towel. Like they get to that point and they think, maybe I'm just not good. Maybe I've lost my mojo. Maybe I'm just not interested in this anymore. I'm telling you, sister, it's probably your hormones. You know, I talked to a gal this morning. She was like, I was done. I was like, I'm just going to find a rich man. I'm sick of building businesses. I'm sick of it all. I'm just going to sell sunglasses on the beach. And she goes, and then I listened to your episode. She's 40, just turned 40. She's like, I, and I went and found a naturopath and my progesterone was at a zero. She said, it's been three weeks now that I'm on progesterone. She's like, I got my mojo back. She's like, it's so crazy. Okay. So that's a huge one. Obviously you've been talking a ton about the importance of heavy lifting, especially for women yeah. our age. Let's touch on that a yeah. little bit. I think everything has to change. The way you beat yourself up, as we did in our 30s and 40s, that has changed. It's very simple. We've overcomplicated all of this. Listen to me. I've sold diet books. I've sold tens of millions of exercise programs. I can tell you from firsthand knowledge, 
people are trying to sell you complicated systems so that you're like, I'm confused. I'm too dumb to figure this out myself. I must follow this protocol. No, you don't. Like, simplify this stuff. Zone two cardio, which is walking and heavy lifting. That's the prescription for, I would say, like 90% of women who are 40 plus take the weight off. And I mean, heavy lifting, heavy strength training, put muscle in your body. Muscle is a fountain of youth. It is the thing that changes your shape, changes your metabolism. It changes your cellulite, how the appearance of it. It changes your confidence. It changes freaking everything. And the hardcore intense, high intensity workouts that I used to sell, that I used to do, that I used to be like the biggest pusher of, they create a level of oxidative stress that further taxes our adrenal systems and our hormone system. And when I finally was just like, I'm just going to do what feels good and I look forward to, it's like the body fat started to melt off. And when I stopped counting macros, when I stopped worrying, okay, is it four o'clock or is it two o'clock because I'm intermittent fasting? Like if I'm hungry, freaking eat. And I think that's why everybody gives up all the time because it's like you get into these complicated systems that there's no way you can sustain it, right? And I know for some of the women listening, like I know for me, I did cardio my whole life. I was a dancer and a cheerleader. I never lifted. I don't know anything about weight training. So I went out four weeks ago and I hired a personal trainer and that's all I'm focused on is heavy lifting and weight lifting. And you know, I've been watching, I'm a good student and I've been listening and I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. I'm going to have someone like show me how so I don't get injured, right? Maybe you've never used that part of the gym before. Maybe you've been like a cardio gal. Go get someone to help you out. Go get someone to teach you how and to show you what to do, you know? And most of the machines are pretty like- And most gyms offer a free, at least a single personal training session. So here's what I recommend you do. Have that personal trainer when they say, what's your goal? What's your objective? Say, I want to know how to use every one of these machines. And then there's so many free resources. There's so many free YouTube videos that will show you like a typical routine. But just know this, we don't have to overcomplicate these things. And while I do know it does help for us to have something to follow, especially if you're, you don't know much about nutrition and, or you don't know much about strength training in your body, it's so important to have a coach or a registered dietitian or, or someone, but don't get caught up in this belief that if you're not following someone else's protocol, if you're following someone else's protocol, it's not working for you, that there's something wrong with you. You are smart enough to figure this out. Stop fighting your body. Start loving it and going like, I'm actually really grateful for it. I never was more angry and hateful towards my body when I was in consumer fitness videos, which is crazy. It's such an awesome full circle. And I love that you like share that. You share all of that. Like you talk about like that. It's really interesting because you've kind of shared some comparisons of your fitness now doing the lifting and the focus now and kind of allowing yourself to be so much more like natural and in flow about it versus when you were doing that as such an aggressive career. And like you can see, like, right? It's amazing. It's amazing. The brain yeah. listens to what you're telling it. So if you're constantly telling it, you're not thin enough, you're ugly, you've got, you know, all the things you tell yourself, you can never lose weight. Your body's like, yeah, you're probably right. But it really does start with like self-acceptance. It doesn't even have to be self-love, like self-acceptance and saying like, I'm going to be much nicer to myself about all this and move more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the hormones and that piece of things. We talked a little bit about like the approach that you're taking to like mm -hmm. your exercise. 
if you could pick like one or two more things, just in terms of, like you said, it is a lot of pressure for women. They're on camera every single day. They're trying to keep up with all these different things going on. What would be like the one or two more things that you would pick that you would say to focus on as a starting point for the woman that's listening to the show today that's like, I need to kind of up my game a little bit, looking a little rough. I want to, you know, feel good on camera. You know, what would be kind of your top choices for that woman? I would say pick one, right? Like just pick one thing that you're like, okay, that sounds fun. Don't pick one that's like, oh, that sounds hard. For example, I love telling people, get in the habit of taking an hour walk every day. And if you can do it when the sun first comes up, even better. And if an hour is too long, then get in the habit of doing a 30-minute walk, but get outside. Don't do it on a treadmill. You don't have to go fast. You don't have to pump your arms, but so that you're like, okay, I'm moving at a brisk pace and have something to listen to, like your podcast, so that, and pick it out the day before where you're like, oh, I cannot wait to go listen to this podcast and get healthy. Zone two cardio is a way to go. Or maybe it sounds really fun to hire a, that cute personal trainer at the gym for a session, or maybe it sounds really fun to make it a goal to get more sleep. Like sleep is friggin' huge. Oh my God, for sure. It impacts everything, right? When you don't get a good night's sleep, you wake up and you're just a mess and you can't come back from it. I mean, at least me, for me. Literally. Uh, when I don't get a good night's sleep, it's like, it's a downhill. <laughs> like, Yeah. No, I, and I have ADHD. And so sleep, if you have any type of cognitive impairment or neurodivergence is, I don't care what medication you think is going to fit, it won't. Like it literally disrupts your synopsis and it affects your BDNF and you just are functioning on a level that's equivalent to someone having like two or three cocktails. You know, how could you make clear decisions? How do you function properly? And and so sleep is everything. It's the cornerstone. Most women also in this age group, if I were to tell them one supplement you need to look into is magnesium. I think we're learning more and more about the research on magnesium, you know, seven to eight different types of magnesium that our bodies need to create over 300 different chemical reactions that all affect our hormones. And that's one simple way. If you're like, I can't get to a doctor right away. The difference it makes in women's weight, cognition, anxiety, depression. I, I mean, there's so many things that magnesium regulates that we don't realize. And that's an easy thing. You gave them a softball. That's an easy one for them to work. So, I mean, we'll definitely, just for everyone listening, we'll link some of the best of from Shalene in the show notes down below so that you can start like learning about vitality and health and, you know, all the great things. And all of her podcasts or YouTube are like a wealth of knowledge on this stuff. And what is unique about it is you don't just say like, oh, you know, this is this thing and let me tell you about it. You really go deep into like, okay, this is the mistake that I made and this is the thing that I learned and don't do this and here's what you need to know. And like, you'll even like compare products and there's a lot more to it that I feel like a lot of times you don't get when you're trying to study someone's content that is trying to just push a certain narrative or push a certain product. And you're constantly saying like, this is my story. This is what I learn. You can use this if you want or you can not. That's why I would recommend that people come and, and study your stuff because I think you keep it really real and it's it's like in the best interest. Thank you for that, Kelly. I really appreciate that compliment and that you picked up on that because that's super duper important to me. I don't think there's one way to do anything, but it does require you being a little bit of a scientist and researching yourself. So it's nice to hear like, well, you could try this and you could try this. And that's all that I want people to know. I want them to know you are smart enough. 
you will figure this out. And I'm sorry that I was part of an industry that made you believe you weren't intelligent enough to figure out how to eat and to work out because you are. And it's just such a great feeling when you realize I actually do have the ability to change my body and my brain at any age. I don't know if you follow Workout with Joan. Is it, what's her name? Shoot. Oh, dang it. She's like 79 years old. Didn't start lifting until she was like 71 years old. She's such an inspiration. A woman who was in her 70s had never exercised before. And now she's the number one fitness influencer and she's in her late 70s. So don't give me this business that like, oh, I've never exercised. It's too late. No, you have the ability. Your body is magnificent and it will reward you. It is so true. And I love that you brought that up. I say this to Billy all the time. Like one of the things that has been the best thing for us moving to Florida is that we see 70-year-olds and 80-year-olds every day. We go walking by the beach and we see them. They're rollerblading. They're walking. It's amazing what the human body can do. But again, if you don't break out of like the fog of like, we didn't see that, for example, when we lived in Pennsylvania, we didn't see 70-year-olds and 80-year-olds exercising. They were all in nursing homes. We moved down to Florida. We're at the beach. And they're out there, they're running, they're fishing, they're surfing. I mean, whatever. It's amazing. So I love that you brought that up because you can decide at any time that you're like, okay, I haven't been making this a priority. I'm going to give myself this gift. I'm going to bump it up on the list. Like, Yeah. We rise or we lower to the level of our community. And that's why there's certain areas, like my parents live in the villages in Florida. And I'm like, these people are making me feel fat and lazy. My husband's like best little friend up on the beach is like this 75-year-old guy. He's like metal detecting and fishing and they talk about like what they found that day. And it's crazy, but it's they are vital. They're living life still. They're not like in a place like waiting to pass. They're like, no, I'm making the most of my time here. You know, it's really, really cool. So, okay. So just before we wrap up here today, we didn't really talk a lot today about like your business ventures, all the things that you have going on from a, a business standpoint, but obviously you're someone that you made your name leading, building, selling. You've done incredible things. Like, What is it that you're most focused on or most excited about right now that's going on with your companies? I know you have multiple companies, multiple different streams of income doing you know lots of different things. It's evolving right now. I never follow the dollar. I follow my heart and passion. And it's, you know, the conversation we had earlier about this kinetic, chaotic overwhelm that entrepreneurs are experiencing and the divorce and the declining health of this group of individuals. My husband and I keep talking about like, this is a calling for us. It's something we started, we used to do this seminar and online program called Smart Success. And I just feel very called to do that on a different scale. So that's something we're talking about in the future. I like talking about future stuff. And I'm also really excited about this conversation, specifically talking to women in who are in that perimenopause, menopausal state, helping them to have access to the information that they need, empowering them. Helping people get their life back is really what it is because I feel like it's like out-of-body experience where, like you said, people are ready to give up their friggin' business. They're ready to give up their marriage because they think... Yeah, I'm just not happy. You don't even realize I'm how just much not happy. hormones. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so exciting. Well, you know, we definitely would love to have you back on when you're ready to to share more of where that's going next. Because I think that for our listeners here, especially, like 
it's so important to keep first what's first. And they hear it from me all the time. And it's for me, the thing I'm most proud of in my life is not what I've built. It's who I'm building with and the relationship that we have at home. And like, I see that in you. It's why I look up to you so much. So thank you so much for being here today. And for all that you do, we will definitely link to both of your podcasts to the YouTube channel. Guys, I'm going to link a couple best of YouTube episodes that I want you to listen to just on some follow-up health stuff that I think will really make a difference for you. Is there anything else specific that you want to invite people to do today? No, just enjoy your day. And thank you so much for listening because that's the most important and valuable thing that you could have given us is your time. So thank you. Awesome. Okay, guys, if there's anyone here that is not already connected with Shaleen on Instagram, obviously go do that now. Scroll down in the show notes, right? Scroll down in the show notes, subscribe to her podcast, start digging into the YouTube. Thanks so much for being here. It's awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.